And I believe from that day forward, I truly started to walk in peace. And I have the freedom to walk in peace every day now. And I'm not saying it's easy. And there there are still days where I will see my reflection and it catches me off guard. And I'm like, okay, yep, Lord, you're using it. You're using this. Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday women share stories of hope found in Jesus. I'm Robin, and I am here with Katie and Lindy, and we are your podcast host. You know, today we are bringing you the most unique story <laughs> from someone so young but so wise. This is Lauren Bell from our Homewood community. When I found out that she was 24 years old, I was blown away because she is so wise in especially how she delivers her story. Her story is about a journey with a disability, but it's also just a reminder to all of us about our struggles with our self-image and just living knowing that God created us purposefully and for His glory. I can't wait for you to hear it because she just exudes joy. And our Patreon members today are going to get more joy and wisdom from Lauren (laughs) because she will be our story within the story today with Amy Grody. So if you're not a member, it's simple to join. Just scroll on down the show notes right now and click the link and you can join us in our Patreon community. Or always, you can visit our website. Here's Lauren. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to share my story with everyone who's listening. And not only just to get it out there for the world to hear, but also just to remind myself of the goodness of God and just where He's been throughout my life. And uh, it's just the best reminder to see like, Lord, you have been so faithful throughout my life. And I'm just, I'm already getting like teary. So I'm just going to pray to start us out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just your presence. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you fill a space. Whether we ask you to be here or not, you're here. And thank you for making us fully in your image. Father, no matter how we look, you've created us to bring glory to you and just be in a loving relationship with you. And we just magnify your name with all we, we say and do. And Lord, please let My words just bring you honor and glory today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, so my name is Lauren Bell and was born with a physical disability. It is kind of a close relative to spina bifida, and it's known as sacral agenesis, um, also known as caudal regression. So it's, it's a more rare form and version of spina bifida. My spine kind of stops pretty early, and my sacrum did not form correctly. And so pretty much starting at my waist um, down. I have kind of like offset hips and just weaker legs. And my parents did not know I was going to be born with that disability. The day that I was born, the doctor said that I would not be able to walk and just kind of gave the overview of a sad life. And I think from that moment, I was probably listening and just have always been like, a, oh, yeah, I don't think so. That's not how it's no. <laughs> like I have that type of personality where I'm just going to like, you said I can't do that. No, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show you that I can do it. And the Lord's going to do it and just watch him move. So from a young age, I grew up with a dad who really loved the Lord and his mom. So my grand grand, she loves the Lord so much and has just been a prayer warrior throughout my life. And then kind of juxtaposing to that was my biological mom who struggled with a whole concoction of different things, a little bit of borderline personality disorder, a little bit of um, bipolar disorder. And there was actually just like 
there could be reasons that led to why I was born with a disability. And we know, I don't, I don't really know um, all the reasons why, but just to sum it up, I didn't really ever know her and she didn't ever really mother me. And when I was about five or six years old, she just decided she did not want to be my mom anymore. And the Lord equipped me with a personality that just was like, I don't really want much to do with you. My personality never got along with her and it was protection in a way. I just didn't know her and I felt like she never knew me. Yeah. During some of my early procedures, she wasn't very present. And through one of my most intense procedures due to my disability, which was a reconstruction of my bladder and implementing a bowel regimen, she actually left and had an affair. And if that goes to show how not present she was, it was from that moment on, she told my dad, she doesn't want to have anything to do with our family. And they got a divorce. And then she tried to come back and enter in the picture. And there was a time of shared custody. And it was just confusing. Like, I just was like, who are you? And I don't want anything to do with you. And once I got to an age where I could decide that on my own, I just kind of blocked her out. And there's been very little communication. And it has popped up in my spirit, like, is this honoring to my father and mother? And I just have this clear, like confirmation. Yes, this is the most honoring thing I can possibly do to her and just removing this in my heart. And I'll come to share this story later on. But in my heart, I have forgiven her. But I just don't know if there's room for reconciliation. Um, I wish her all the best. But it is for my best and her best that there's no relationship. So that was what it was like growing up from age zero to about eight years old. And after a few years of my dad being Mr. Mom, he uh, met a wonderful woman who completely changed my life, who I consider mom now. So moving on, if I reference mom in any way, it is uh, my sweet technically stepmom, but step is a four-letter word in our family. <laughs> um, and she has radically, radically changed my life and been such a display of the goodness of God. And she has taught me how to walk in a relationship with him and has just encouraged me in pursuing the Lord. And I'm just so grateful that my dad found her and <laughs> that she's my mom. So, and she came with three sisters, which was something I always wanted. Having a brother growing up, I that was like what I wished on in a wishing well. I was like, I just want sisters. Like I've always been such a girly girl at heart and I desperately wanted sisters and now I have three. So now we're a family of seven and they got married in 2011 and they have just been uh, my biggest support system and closest friends. So in... I'm going to start late middle school. I think the story is really important. I got really sick and we weren't really sure what was going on. And I saw a bunch of different doctors, saw my bladder doctor, my bowel doctor, and no one could really figure out what was going on. I was super bloated and super uncomfortable. And we just so happened to have a neighbor who was an OBGYN. And she was talking to my mom and said, hey, you should just bring Lauren in. We'll check and see what's going on. And she was able to discover that my uterus had filled up with a couple cycles. And um, if I didn't have a partial hysterectomy, like in the next week, I could just start internally bleeding and it could go so south so fast. And so she essentially saved my life and um, removing my uterus. But uh, 
that was just such a heavy pill to swallow at age 13 or 14, however old I was, that I would not be able to bear children. And they kept my ovaries so that I could finish out puberty and continue to grow and to also hopefully one day have a surrogate. But yeah, learning that at such a young age, that was something I had to grieve and still continue to grieve. I mean, it's just something that I haven't even fully wrapped my brain around and I still have to wonder why sometimes, but there's just been so much evidence of the goodness of God in my life that I just know that he will use this too. And this is a part of my story that he will turn everything that the enemy meant for evil and turn it for his good. So entering into high school, I had a really, I went to a K through 12 institution and it was really such a wonderful school, but there were definitely a lot of difficulties just growing up as someone with a disability. It just was hard. I used a scooter to get around school, but I also used crutches and leg braces, like kind of in the morning and night, and then like the scooter to get around campus and from class to class. And I always felt very different from everyone else. I wasn't as tall as anyone. And I just, yeah, I was like literally operating on another level, (laughs) just kind of lower and it was hard. Like there were things like not getting asked to homecoming or prom that really affected me and made me think like, what do guys think about me? Do they just think I'm invisible or not dateable or just like a friend or just cool or just an inspiration? There were a lot of things that kind of seeds that were planted of little lies about myself that really affected my self-image. And another thing that I was really involved in was theater and musicals. And I really like worked so hard on my voice when I was growing up and had a wonderful vocal coach who came over and she just was not only my vocal coach, but my sounding board and my counselor. And just, she so walked so closely with me. And anyways, yeah, I would work so hard for different musicals that would come up and then feel so disappointed because I would only get cast as ensemble or someone who had to sing off stage. Like there was actually a musical that I was in and it was very dance heavy show. And because of my crutches and leg braces, they asked me to sing from the wings. And that day was so hard for me. And I was already going through so much that I just ended up dropping out of that show because it hurt my feelings that bad. I just was like, are you serious? Like you just want to hear my voice, but you don't want to see my body. And Again, things like that. And the shows that I was in, they would use um, parts of a costume to cover up my disability or somehow wheel me on stage, like use a podium to cover up my lower body. And yeah, those little things, just those micro instances really affected the way that I viewed myself and made me believe that only the waist up is beautiful and the waist down is problematic. And It was really hard. And I remember nights in high school where I would just cry myself to sleep and cry out to the Lord and pray and just tell him how frustrated I was. And I would lament and I would actually go from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. And I would just say like, I hate my hair. Like, I feel like I have to dye it another color. I hate my face. I feel like I have to cover it up with makeup and my shoulders and my arms. My boobs are disproportionate to my body. And my waist is too like crooked and too small. And especially from the waist down, like I just would like almost curse my lower body, just saying like, this is so ugly. No one's ever going to think this is beautiful. How could anyone love this about you? And there was just such an intense amount of self-hatred that I didn't know what to do with. And it was coming out as just like frustration towards the Lord. 
Meanwhile, like I said, I had an incredible sounding board at home in a family who always directed me towards the Lord and gave me the opportunity to go to summer camps and go to church. And I did have great people pouring into my life and teaching me the power of not just knowing the Lord, but having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it took a long time for me to fully understand what that meant. And it really wasn't until after freshman year of college that I truly stepped into a real relationship with the Lord and a real just friendship with the Holy Spirit. And that all happened, yeah, like I said, when I went to college. So I graduated and I went to Sanford University in Birmingham, Alabama, and with hopes of studying graphic design. And I have this dream within me to bring people with disabilities into fashion marketing or media and just maybe starting a fashion brand of my own one day. I've always been such a girly girl at heart. I'm always glammed up. Like that is my top priority every day. And it went from like something I did for others to notice me to something I do for myself and just something I love now. Like every morning I'm love to put on my makeup. I love to get my hair done. I love to put on a cute outfit and I just know the Lord's going to use that one day. So anyways, I chose to study graphic design because I have always had a pull towards the arts and I'm also very technical. I'm great with design and web design and logo design and stuff like that. So I've just always appreciated that and packaging, all kinds of things like that. So I went into that field and it was really cool. Um, But my first semester at Stanford, I was like, okay, I'm at a Christian school and all these people say they're Christians, but it's so numb. Like that's was the word that I felt like my first semester, I just was noticing this numbness and I really wanted to grow in the Lord more because I was like, wow, I don't want to be this in between. Like, I think I really need to decide, do I want to be hot or cold? Do I want to be like all in or out? Because this middle ground is just so lackluster. I have seen the goodness of God in my life and he's brought me through some of the darkest nights and just some of the darkest surgeries. And there's a reason why I'm still living and breathing and he's using me. And so I want to use my life to bring him glory. And I really started pursuing him more my freshman year. And um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do that summer. Did I want to work at one of the camps that I grew up going to? Or did I, what did I want to do? And I this thing kept popping up in my spirit of legacy school of discipleship. And I just knew a couple of my older sisters had friends who had gone through it, who were just like gems of human beings. And so I was so interested in finding out more. And I looked it up and interviewed and got in and went to legacy. I could try and explain legacy for you, but honestly, you should just look it up. It's an incredible (laughs) discipleship school. If you want to know the more of the Lord, you got to look into it. So in essence, what they did that summer semester, they just taught us the love of God. And they just taught us that we are made in his image and to bring him glory. And it was just so cool. A lot of the things that I almost already knew about the Lord were just being realized within me. It wasn't like any inspirational story that like made me want to be a better person. Rather than that, it was a here is this God who loved you and created you on purpose. 
and has a reason for you and has like a hope and a future for you. And he's right within you. Like he is within you. And so let's activate that. And so it's kind of like an activation semester, it felt like, and coming into who the Lord has created me to be and learning to be a disciple and what that looks like, just living the spiritual life. There was a week of, it was a week of the 4th of July, and we were focusing on freedom because, you know, it was the 4th of July. And so we were reading a cool book on freedom and just studying scripture. And it was awesome. And at the beginning of the week, they wanted each of us to write down something that we wanted to have the freedom from or the freedom to do. So they gave us some time just to kind of go off and pray and journal and ask the Lord, what do we want freedom from? Or what do we want the freedom to do? And this phrase bubbled up in my spirit. I want the freedom to walk in peace. And for me, that meant so many things because there was a time and I'm backtracking a little bit, but there was a time in high school, especially when I was growing in in more of the Lord and I got introduced to like healing and I am a firm believer in healing. I believe that I will walk on earth as it is in heaven. Like I just, I believe it. But that used to be the only reason why I followed God. I just wanted what he could do for me and not just him. Like now I just want him because he's my reality. He's my everything. And if I walk, hallelujah. If I don't, hallelujah. I know I'll be dancing in heaven. But yeah, I just wanted the freedom to walk in peace. And for me, that meant being able to just walk into a room and not be so consumed with what other people thought of me and so consumed about what guys thought about me. Do they think I'm cute? Am I too short? Does it make too much noise when my crutches hit the ground? So many different things that just get under my skin and lies I believed about myself. And oh, it's just exhausting even saying all the things, I just would wear myself out how much I was in my head about my disability. So to be able to walk into a room and just be at peace with who I am and who the Lord has created me to be and to just be all right, to be okay, to be at peace. So we came back into our little groups and we talked about what the Holy Spirit told us and what we want freedom from and the freedom to do. And I shared that with the group and the rest of the week was super fun. We had lots of activities and like I said, gotten the word and read a book. We read the final quest. So if you know what that is, it's an awesome book about freedom and oh, it's just powerful about victory and who the Lord has created us to be. And it's great. It's an allegory. It reminds me a lot of one of my other favorite books, Heinz Field in High Places. We had our freedom week. And then at the end of the week, they gave us a day where at the beginning of the day, they're like, all right, we created tailor-made activities for each of y'all and what you want freedom from or the freedom to. And so all these people, like we just had the coolest little activities that they had tailor-made to each one of us. And they told everyone what their activity was. And for me, they told me that I was going to have a photo shoot with the marketing director and that it would just be this fun photo shoot. I get to get all glammed up as I love to do. We were going to go out and take pictures. And then my assignment was to take the pictures or take one of my favorite ones and to create a magazine cover and then to write a cover story. And so when they told me that, I was like, 
Oh my goodness. How awesome and how spot on for everything that I'm studying at school. And I'm just ready. I was like equipped for this. I was just excited. I was envisioning how I was going to do my makeup and my hair and what outfit I was going to wear and how I was going to crop it from the waist up and how it was just going to be great. (laughs) And then I met with Catherine and she said, hey, go up and go get ready. Um, But I really want you to wear maybe something short so we can see your leg braces and your crutches, um, like a romper or a skirt or something, um, because this is going to be like a full body photo shoot. We want to see you head to toe. And I just shriveled up inside. Like it was like a, a switch flipped. And I was so angry, so frustrated, so offended. Yeah. I was so focused on myself and not on the Lord and what he was going to do through this. And I remember going up and getting ready and I was crying. I couldn't even like, I was trying to put my mascara on and then it was running down my face and it started to rain outside. And so I was like, oh, these pictures aren't even going to look good. It's disgusting outside. And I hadn't even packed um, a whole lot of, or maybe like I hadn't done my laundry. So there was, I like had nothing to wear except for this like old American Eagle romper and it just didn't even fit right. I felt so disproportionate in it. And oh, just it was excuse after excuse of why I didn't want to do this now. And I was spiraling fast. So finally I got ready and went down and met Catherine. And uh, I remember standing there and there was a bench like right behind me. I was trying to like drop one of my crutches and lean on the bench and trying to pose right. And I just broke down and I sat down and I was like, I don't even know how to pose. Like, I don't, I don't know if I should cross my legs. I don't know what to do. I was so, so frustrated at my body. And I knew that I was going to hate every single one of those pictures. And let me just pause and say, don't we all feel that way sometimes? Like, don't we all just <sighs> something I've come to learn is that we all have a disability, whether it's visible or not. And it's a thing that stops us. It's just like, it's a thing that gets in our way, but it's also the thing that the Lord can use to bring him the most glory. And I didn't realize that in that moment. And I never realized that yet. And so I just sat down and I cried. And I remember Catherine coming over to me and she cried with me. (sighs) Yeah. And she just sat with me and she was like, this sucks. Like it does. And it, it is hard. Like she just, affirmed the things that I was feeling and lamented with me. And I was able to unbottle everything that I had kept within me that day. I told her about like having hatred head to toe. I told her about what lies I thought guys believed about me or how I'm limited in my talents because of how my body looks or even lies about my own biological mom leaving me because I was too much of a burden, just deeply rooted lies of just the crap that I had to go through growing up. And she let me cry. I think I, I literally cried the whole day. There was like a few moments where I would like cheer back up and we took a few more pictures and I just would break down again. And it was just over and over, like tried to smile, tried to wipe off my face. I like looked like a raccoon at that point (laughs) with so much (laughs) makeup and mascara that had fallen off my face. But, and she just sat with me. She let me cry. And I remember we went into this room and she read Isaiah 61 over me. And I'm going to pull that up real quick and just read that. I remember we read it in the amplified version. She read over me, 
The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives, and freedom to prisoners. And she read the whole thing to me, but it just, it hit me in a way that scripture hadn't hit me before. And it just made me realize the reality of Christ and what he came to do and what he came to die for and resurrect for and release through the power of his Holy Spirit. So all of that was starting to be realized within me. But I also had this anger still that was like bubbling and fuming within me of just saying like, even if I do this assignment, I'm still stuck here with a disability. Like I could do this cute little magazine cover, but I am still going to literally, I have to put on these leg braces to walk around. I have to pick up these crutches to get from one step to the next. All these people are going to come back from off campus and their fun activities and talking about how they feel so free. And if I did this little thing, maybe there would be some sense of freedom that felt released within me. But like, ultimately, my reality is I'm stuck here with a disability and all these other people aren't. So it just, there was just still this hardness and this anger. So everyone came back from their off-campus activities and they were telling their stories. And as they were, I think little seeds were being planted in me of just hearing his goodness. And I was like, okay, wow, wow. And I was seeing how these people had experienced transformation and it was being realized within them. And it was really cool. And then I just was silenced. I felt like the Lord literally silenced me that night. I didn't say much. I didn't share anything because I didn't have really anything to share. And then we ate dinner. I wasn't that hungry. And I was still pretty teary and just kind of sat on my own. And I was just thinking, I was like, okay, I think that you want me to experience this freedom too, but how? And everyone kind of wrapped up the night. And I remember going into this room and I just sat in the darkness with my back up against the wall. And I just kind of fell to the ground and laid there. And I cried out harder than I've ever cried in my life. Like as if I had any tears left that day. I don't know where they came from, but they just popped up and I was sobbing. And I was like, Lord, this is just, is this it? How are you going to redeem me? How are you going to use this story for your glory? Like if I'm not physically healed, how will I experience freedom? And I just cried. And then I finally felt like I came to the end of myself. And it was almost as the Lord said, are you done? I felt him say, are you done? Do you want to know what I think about you? And for the first time, I felt the Lord just cover me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. And I felt him go from the top of my head and say, I love your mind because you have the mind of Christ and you wear the helmet of salvation. I love your shoulders because you're strong and your arms are strong and you carry my yoke, which is easy, my burden that is light. And you're able to pick up others, others' burdens too and make it light like I make them light. Like you just, you meet others with a compassionate heart and you just pick them up and allow yourself to carry them and not in your own strength, but by the strength of the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's created in me a pure heart and he will establish the works of my hands. And he's given me the belt of truth around my waist that'll strengthen me to stand in triumph all the way down, like every part of my body. I just felt him blessing my head, my shoulders, my hands, my 
core, like of who I am, my legs, my feet. You wear the shoes of peace. I direct your steps. I will make your feet like hind's feet so that you may tread upon the high places with me. And it was just a line was drawn in the sand. It was the day that I just felt like the Holy Spirit was activated in me. And it was his voice thinking. It was his voice speaking and his mind thinking, him operating through me. And I just realized like, this is how it should be. He's the one who created me. Why did I ever take over and let myself start thinking? Like he, his thoughts are the ones that matter. And it was so powerful. So the next day we all came together and I got to share that story. And it was so fun to just rejoice with those around me who had seen this like anger and this frustration and all of these burdens I once carried just fall completely to the ground. And we just got to rejoice. It was so cool. And just, I got to step in freedom. And I believe from that day forward, I truly started to walk in peace and I have the freedom to walk in peace every day now. And I'm not saying it's easy and there there are still days where I will see my reflection and it catches me off guard. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. Lord, you're using it. You're using this. And I think that's the sweetest thing about having a relationship with him. It's just being like, okay, this still stinks. There are still days that are heavy. It's this confidence that I've never had before. And it's never faded either, which is the sweetest part. Because he doesn't fade. He's the same. He's consistent. And he just has given me this fresh new perspective of how he's using me. And it's really sweet. I headed back to college in the fall and it was such a fun semester. Like I just started living in a completely new way in so much peace and so much freedom, walking out what he has already granted me from the beginning of time. And that semester was so cool. Like I watched the Lord open so many different doors. I got to share my testimony at Convo, which is like the chapel that you have to go to if you're at Sanford, you got to get 60 credits <laughs> before you graduate. And so I got to share with like pretty much the student body at Sanford, my testimony. And it was awesome. And I was on homecoming court that semester and so many sweet little opportunities popped up with out my prompting. Like I just was like, how did this happen? How did this happen? And it was just because this confidence that the Lord allowed me to step into of just being who he created me to be, exactly who he created me to be in his image. And there was just opportunity after opportunity. I continued to study graphic design and there came a semester where we got the opportunity to do a social justice project. And I kind of laughed because I was like, social justice? Like, what am I going to talk about? (laughs) I don't really know. I've never been one to like, I'm a glass half full person if you can't already tell. And um, I also am such an all in person. Like, I don't want to do something unless I have skin in the game. And so I was like, what really matters to me? And I was like, you know what? It's hard to get around Sanford. Like it's it's hard to get around certain places. And I've never been one to complain about accessibility. Like I just, it, my parents raised me to just catch up, <laughs> to just do what everyone else can. I've always lived on the second floor of my house. I take stairs and all kinds of things. But yeah, I drove a scooter to get around Sanford's campus and it was really hard. Like the design studio where I had all my core classes for graphic design 
I would drive my scooter into the arts building and have to park it and get off and grab my crutches and my backpack and my iced coffee and my purse and my phone and like everything. And then I had to open up a door that had a code on it and then walk three steps down. And it was just like, oh man, this is rough. It should not be this way. And if I was wheelchair bound, I wouldn't be able to get into this room and that's not how it should be. And so all this came to my head and I just brought it before the Lord and I was like, what do I call this? Like, what should I, what should I do for a social justice project? And this phrase bubbled up of build a freaking ramp. Like that's what came up in my mind. I was like, it wasn't the freaking word. Like it was the actual one. Like that's kind of what came up. I was like, this makes me mad. It makes me mad. And this is not how it should be. And I think that the Lord would advocate for me in the same way. Like this is not how it should be. She should be able to get to class and she should be able to learn and study just like everyone else. It was awesome. It was like my piece de resistance. Like my senior project came around a few semesters later and everyone thought that that project was my senior project. Like not, not what I actually did, but it just became such a fun project. And I did like the handicap blue and hot pink and created pull tab flyers of if you need a handicap assisted tour around campus, ask me. And it had like a number on there to call. I started a GoFundMe that raised close to $5,000 and it caught wind of the university. And I was able to meet with the president and disability resources and the chief of campus strategy. And we got to talk about ways that could improve Sanford's campus. And I encouraged them as a Christian university that is for God and for learning that it should also be for everyone. Just not just for those who can walk and get around easily. Like let's make this for grandparents and future students with disabilities and siblings with disabilities. Like everyone should just universally be able to get around and enjoy this beautiful place. And I got to give over the money that people helped me raise through the GoFundMe. And it was so awesome. Yeah. It just was, it was so cool. So anyways, (laughs) that I called it BFR, build a freaking ramp. (laughs) That was just one of my favorite things. And one thing that I learned, I'm just going to add this onto it. One thing I learned is like in scripture, it talks about um, how you care for the least of these is how you care for me. And that's just something I asked the Lord to open my eyes to see. I think he's given me this sweet mercy towards people with disabilities. And like I said, I, I'm confident he's going to use this one day. I'm only 24. So <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what he does. And then a few months after that, I discovered this account on social media that does fashion shows for people with disabilities. And they have a New York Fashion Week show. And I just was enthralled when I discovered their brand. And I reached out initially saying like, hey, if you ever need any freelance design, I would love to help you out. But also I'm handicapped. And if you need another model, I would love to walk in your fashion show. (laughs) And they messaged me back a couple weeks later. Like I was like, there's no way they're going to even see this. And they just said, where are you located? We want to see if you want to walk in our New York Fashion Week show. And I was just like, isn't this fabulous? Like, no way. And um, yeah, I flew to New York in fall of 2022 and walked in my first New York Fashion Week show and got to just show off my crutches and exactly who the Lord created me to be. It was just fun. I loved it. And I got to meet so many unique people and hopefully just show them the joy of the Lord when I was there because there are people with disabilities who believe in him and there are also people who don't and have a hardness like 
I did at one point and I fully understand it. It's, it's a tension. Like I said, we'll see where the Lord leads me and I'm excited for what he's going to do. And I graduated Sanford. (laughs) I graduated in December of 2022 and I am still living in Birmingham and the Lord has just opened up a door for me to create relationships with women with disabilities through Rolettes. I wanted to shout out them and um, all of my friends that I've made through that of just women with disabilities operating with assisted mobility. And yeah, it's been really sweet to watch him just like, he's built me in a confidence of him first and realizing my identity as a daughter of the King. And he has just allowed me to operate in so much freedom and so much peace. And just because I know I'm loved. That's, I think, how I'm going to wrap this up. I just love the song, the worship song, um, The Goodness of God. And I've mentioned that throughout the story that I've told today. And the words and the lyrics of that worship song resonate with my spirit so deeply. And I just want to speak them out loud. It just says, all my life you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And that is exactly how I want my life to be lived. I I want my life to be worship, whether I'm actually singing or I'm just living my life in worship and awe of Him. I just want to display His goodness and what He has done. We mentioned in the beginning how joyful Lauren is, and y'all, I've gotten to know her. When I met with her to coach her through her story, I was like, this is someone that I would like to know. <laughs> and so we've gone to dinner a couple of mm-hmm. times, and you know, I have a daughter with a physical disability, so we've had a really unique connection, and she's poured a little bit into my daughter, and y'all, she is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You just heard in her story, when she told me the very first time what her story was about, I was like... Every single woman can relate to body image. Yeah. And yours just happens to be more physical and more obvious than most. But if every woman cannot relate to this story, it's just amazing. Oh, you know, when she talked early on in her story about laying in bed saying, I hate this about my body. I hate this about myself. I hate this. I just don't know one, especially woman, who has not had those feelings at one time or another. But then the beauty of how God brought that full circle and then spoke truth over every part of her body that she hated, that was just, I had chills at that point in the story. And it almost just made me think, I really believe that every woman who hears this story, you should sit for a moment. You know, and go over your body with the Lord, the things that you hate the most about yourself, and lay it before His feet, and allow Him to speak truth right back to you. You know, the quote that we used at the beginning of the story of how Lauren says, you know, it's it's not that everything's easy now. I still walk by the mirror, and I'm like, oh, I see my reflection. <laughs> you know, and she says, but then she says, yep, Lord, you're using it. Yep, you're using it. And it's so true. God created each one of us uniquely and purposefully for His glory. And when she said, I had so many points to this story, I could go on for a long time, but when she said, all of us have some sort of disability that keeps us from walking truly with the Lord. That was eye-opening to me. And I really loved her dad and her grandmother pouring into her. I said that as well. Yeah, Um, I wrote that down as well. She said, you know, 
I just, I don't want just, uh, it's not enough to know the Lord. I want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that really stopped me in my tracks, Mm -hmm. just like, wow. And kind of on that same line, I wrote this down, and I actually have heard her say it multiple times from coaching her and hearing this story. And every time it's impacted me the same way when she said she followed God because of what He could do for her, Mm -hmm. and now she just wants Him. And what a transformation, because I think we can all find ourselves in that place even unintentionally, yeah. Yeah. on accident, just going to Him for what we can get. Yeah. And when you can shift to just going to Him because of who He is. I mean, what a revelation for especially, like I said, a 24-year-old. I don't think I really got that concept of God until I was in my 40s, you know, recognizing, you know, I, I want just you. That's all I want. You are enough. I'd be remiss not to mention just she spoke about that summer of going through, you know, this idea of freedom and what that meant, freedom from things, freedom in things. And it just made me think of our Bible study that we offer because we actually have four weeks of, of reminding you of who you are in Christ, what that freedom means in Christ, and then what God calls you to live in freedom from. The last four weeks are about that. So again, you know, we talk about if you're looking for a Bible study, even if you're just wanting one to go through on your own with the Lord, this is a perfect Bible study to do and to maybe find these places like Lauren did of where you need to find freedom from. I love that Lauren took one step further with her social justice project. (laughs) And, and, (laughs) you know, just I want this to be a campus for everyone. And that was convicting for me, Mm -hmm. just not having the eyes to look around and see how physical limitations affect other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was convicting for me. Yeah, I just think it's eye-opening because yeah. we just... Well, I think, Robin, you, you right. probably see that just, you know, with your daughter. I think for me, like you said, uh, Lindy, it really is a story of awareness mm-hmm. as well, of just of recognizing those things. And then, you know, the, the best part, I think, of Lauren's story is just the sweetness of God and then she walked in New York Fashion Week. I love it. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, my word. She's done I mean, the coolest thing. That is the coolest that he just gifted her. I mean, she said after she laid everything at his feet, there were so many doors and opportunities that were open for her. And that's just the sweetness and the goodness of the Lord when you surrender your plan to Him. And one of the things that she closed her story with that I think is the perfect place that where we can wrap up is that she talked about stepping into the confidence of who He created her to be. Mm-hmm. And those were just examples of that, of, of New York Fashion Week. And you know, she mentioned very briefly this group called the Rolettes, which I started following on Instagram <laughs> right. when she told me about them. Y'all need to go look it up. It's amazing. But she's fully embraced who she is, still praying for healing, still praying for various things, but also just loving the Lord and embracing who she is in the moment and living in that confidently. And if that is not a word for all of us, especially in January, mm-hmm. you know, when we're, when we're it's a new year and new, new year, new you, new whatever, <laughs> it's the perfect way yeah. to wrap up. January this year. So thank y'all so much for listening today. We hope that y'all loved this. And if you can think of someone who needs to hear this story, I think you probably can. Maybe even your daughters if you're a mom. Mm-hmm. If you're a daughter, maybe it's your mom. Maybe. <laughs> who knows? Share this story today because it's just so powerful and can apply to everybody. So thanks for listening. And do not forget that this Monday is our first Monday freebie where we're doing one extra story per month. And it starts in February. Bye. Bye.